episode 111 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. We came up with this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Bombardier had a big announcement this week, a new aircraft model that'll be built in Wichita. And there are more developments connected to the issues with Boeing 737 MAX aircraft. Anything that happens there obviously impacts Spirit Aerosystems in Wichita. Wichita Business Journal Aerospace reporter Daniel Coy joining me to talk about those stories and provide us with some context. What's it all mean? I'll talk to Daniel in a moment. First, a look at the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Big, big event coming up, the 40 Under 40 Awards. We feature our 2019 award winners in the weekly edition. 20 men, 20 women, most from WSU. All but three were born in the 80s. 28 of them have tattoos. It's a great group. Those features begin on page 11. Also this week, a feature on Celebrate Wichita. We're celebrating the birth of the United States and the good things happening in Wichita. That begins on page 52. This week, we publish our annual employers list. The largest employers in the Wichita area, the top 50 instead of the top 25. The coverage begins on page 6. Our leads section can help your business, and it's available each week in the Business Journal. New real estate deals, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It starts this week on page 60. Back with aerospace reporter Daniel McCoy after this. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Okay, Daniel, lots to talk about when it comes to aerospace, manufacturing, and aviation these days. Let's begin with the big announcement of a new aircraft model from a Wichita legacy company this week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bombardier announced uh, a new aircraft uh, model they call the Learjet 75 Liberty. So what this basically is, is a somewhat stripped down version of the Learjet 75 that they were already building here. But this is all built around an idea of being more competitive in the light jet market with an aircraft that comes in at a little lower price. It's 9.9 9.9 million for the Learjet Liberty uh, 75 Liberty. Uh, that's about $3 million less. So they, they took out a couple of the seats. So this model will be a six seater. Um, also some of the, uh, some of the equipment on the 75 will be optional on this to, to get it down to that price point. So the whole idea is to, to lower the price and be a little more competitive and, and drive some additional demand. Um, deliveries of the, the existing Learjet had, had been on the decline somewhat in, in recent years. They delivered 12 of them last year, um, which is about where they had, had, planned on being so hoping to spark some new demand with this uh the 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 75 liberty will enter service next year so uh, it'll be out pretty quick and from there the company says you know depending on the demand uh they'll evaluate their workforce needs and so if if it does pick up like they're uh, obviously hoping uh, we could see some more jobs out at Learjet. So having a, a new model doesn't necessarily we're, mean we're going to hire a bunch of people. Not right now. This model, the the Liberty, basically becomes their baseline right. Learjet product. So customers could still upgrade to, to what was essentially the 75 that they're already offering. Um, so, but... Uh, 
again, um, it, it'll just all be uh, dependent on demand. So if, if the orders pick up and this, this uh, uh, hits at the price point that apparently uh, the, they think the customers are, are wanting, um, then it could add, add some jobs over time, yeah. And this is basically part of a philosophy change from Bombardier. They sold off their regional jet business. And now they're really going to focus on those business jets, right? Yeah, they sure are. Um, the the sale of their regional jet uh, program to Mitsubishi that basically marked the the end of their uh, commercial aerospace work. Obviously, they had previously sold the C series program to Airbus. That's now the A two twenty, and they they sold uh, uh, their Q four hundred turboprop commercial program as well. So they're now out of commercial aerospace and uh, their their CEO has said uh, in relation to all those moves that their focus going forward would be, uh, they also have a rail transportation business, so they'll be focusing on that. But the business aircraft would be a big focus going forward. And that could bode well for Wichita because that's, that's what we do uh, uh, for Bombardier. It's interesting. So Bombardier is really focusing on business jets and that's what Textron does, or just a short ways away. Yeah, they sounds can, like you know the two two big competitors right next to each other. Yeah, they can uh, uh, walk out of their respective facilities and and basically see each other out through there. a rock. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> out at out at Wichita Eisenhower Airport. So with this uh, new seventy five Liberty uh, coming down in price, that will match a little more closely to like a CJ four and some of the offerings in that uh, light jet category that that Textron's done very well with. So uh, there'll be some there'll be some increased competition if if this works out the way Bombardier uh, uh, is obviously planning for it too. So that'll be interesting to watch. So let's turn our attention to the ongoing issues with the 737 Max aircraft. Uh, obviously, it's been it's been grounded since March. Two deadly accidents. Boeing identified a the problem and they're working to fix it. It seems like we've heard several times, oh, we're close, we're close on this. What's your take? Well, it's going to be a little bit more of a wait. Um, they, they did discover a, a new issue with the computer system, um, unrelated really uh, to the original software upgrade that Boeing is working on. So this is now a second really software issue yeah. for the 737 Yeah, it's a Max. microprocessor. And uh, there seems to be some debate still on whether software is going to be able to fix this or if this is a hardware fix. Um, the thinking now is this pushes uh, the return to service out uh, a couple more months at least. Um, you know, there's some ex uh, Boeing's still hoping to have it obviously back in the air as soon as possible and by the end of the year. But for example, Southwest Airlines has now cut the max out of its uh, route network through October 1st. And their CEO, Gary Kelly, said um, this week that, you know, they're going to be looking at the rest of the year as well, that they'll probably have to go beyond October and, and looking at the rest of the year. So there's a chance it won't fly again until even the first quarter of uh, 2020. Wow. So um, obviously, that impacts uh you know their production plans going forward um uh, an investment firm moody's uh was uh in a research note they're speculating that boeing won't get back to where they had planned to be on output wise because at this point boeing had planned to be building 57 a month right. on the on the 737 line the bulk of the, uh, the bulk of those would be max uh aircraft they they'd been planning on being at 57 as had spirit 
that didn't happen because of the grounding. Uh, spirits stayed at 52 a month. Boeing trimmed down to 42, and Spirits holding parts and in inventory and uh, kind of shipping on demand. Um, that 57 rate for Boeing, they're not expecting now until 2021, which, you know, so that's another year. So that's lower than expected revenues, obviously, for Spirit, as they'll be delivering fewer aircraft than they had planned on. There is some thought that it could be a, a period of time that – uh, kind of a blessing in disguise for suppliers that were really struggling to mm. ramp up. Um, and that could be true. Uh, what could be an issue though, is how tight our labor market is. If some of these folks uh, gravitate to other, other places, which uh, some have already, um, it could be tough to, to find people to, to backfill those positions when they need them eventually. If, if, if they, you know, go to, if they have to wait a year to, to go to 57, it'll be that, that'll be tough. When you say gravitating to other places, are you talking about some of the folks, for example, at Boeing or spirit or going at, at spirit? I know, uh, for sure. Some have, have left. I, I can't say how many, but okay. I know, uh, just anecdotally a few that have gone to Textron aviation and, and some other places. And, and then of course the entire supply chain has already felt that pinch as spirit scooped up pretty much every available aerospace worker right so uh i, I know of a couple folks that actually went back to a supplier they they previously worked for so we'll see there haven't been any local layoffs yet um spirit uh they did shorten the work week and reduce the pay for uh most of their salaried employees but as far as the hourly production line workers they're still going at 52 a month um, and no local layoffs yet, but you, you, you know, how long can that be maintained? Exactly. The There's gotta be some big decisions. If for example, you say the production rate's not going to go up until 2021, they've got to make some decisions about, okay, how do we manage this process until then? Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously that's gotta be the, the bulk of, of, you know, the time being spent in the C-suite out there right. is trying to, to figure this out. And of course they're waiting on, they're waiting on taking their cue from Boeing um, you know, some people have talked about Boeing, maybe even slowing its rate even lower than 42. They're stacking up, you know, air, they're not delivering the max to the airline customers now. So they're storing, uh, 737 max aircraft literally all over the country. Now they've right. been putting them in the Puget Sound uh, region and now they're storing some in Texas and, and elsewhere. So, um, it just it becomes a question of how long they can maintain that, and you know maybe they very well could, uh, you know, ride it out for a, a full year, and it, right. it does give an opportunity to to catch up and and staff up and be ready um, if the staff is out there. Right. So, um, but it'll be uh, it, it's not going to be a a, a near term uh, solution at this point, which is you know it, it, there was after it was originally grounded, a lot of people were pointing to the, you know, mid to late summer right. as a possible return to service for the max. And now that's, that's obviously not going to happen. Right. So it's, it's just kind of delay after delay after delay. Does spirit have enough storage? They say they do. Um, they're, they've been, uh, lining up fuselages at the air capital flight line, which is the old Boeing property over adjacent to McConnell. I guess it would be last month at this point in June, uh, CEO Tom Gentile said they had around 20 in storage at that time. And, uh, this was before the, the latest delay was discovered. And so he, he said, you know, for example, if they had 30 in inventory on the, the fuselages and they build other components as well, they build about 70% of the structure altogether on the 737. But if they had about 30 in inventory, that would give them about six months, 
that they would stay at 52 a month even after Boeing went to 57. So they'd burn off that inventory and then right. and then get to the new rate. So, um, the, I mean, there is a lot of space out there, and and it sounds like they're being allowed to to make use of it. So they don't at that point they were only holding the fuselages. I was told for around four to ten days. So it, they're not holding them forever. So they are um, being shipped out of Wichita. They are still being shipped out of Wichita, and Spirit's still being paid for them. So. Right, that's an important part of this whole thing is that once they go outside the walls of spirit after they've been built and they're going either to storage or being shipped. Right. That's off their books. Right. As soon as they load them, typically as soon as they're loaded on the train cars that, that carry them from here to Renton, uh, Washington, where Boeing assembles the 737. Once they're loaded on the cars, they're considered delivered. Right. And, and that's when they're, they're paid for. Uh, each of the fuselages and, and those other components. So now the ones that are being stored are still being considered delivered once they're loaded onto the carts that are uh, actually taking them across Oliver and, and they're putting them over there on the Air Capital flight line. So they are still being paid. And so it's it, it, they're really just kind of in a holding pattern, uh, kind of like much of the rest of the aerospace industry, just waiting to see. It, it, it all comes down to when the MAX gets back in the air. Big problems for the 737 MAX. We had some issues with the tankers that were being delivered to the Air Force. Wrenches and nuts and bolts and gum wrappers or whatever being (laughs) left on those tankers as they were uh, delivered to the Air Force. Yeah. Then they're concerned, uh, some are concerned about the whole process of certification for Boeing aircraft, including the 787 Dreamliner. Yep. What's all this do to Boeing long term? Well, it it's it's uh, not good certainly right, right now. Um, they're you know one of the two big players in the industry. Right. Um, long term, I think there's still an expectation that this is a tough time, obviously, but that uh, more that it'll be viewed in hindsight as more of a temporary hiccup than than anything else. Um, they're they're still working on those uh, uh, debris issues on the tanker, and they're still having some problems with that. So they're trying to iron that out. And there are some new concerns, as you said, with the the seven eight seven as well. And then of course the Max looming over everything. So they have a bunch of issues on their plate. Um, it, it hasn't hurt their stock price a ton. I think uh, investors are still pretty confident that they'll get through this and ultimately kind of drive the the value that made them kind of the darling of Wall Street. Uh, prior to the, the to the grounding, so there there seems to be that expectation that they can still uh, come out of this and 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 do okay. But it's it's uh, a lot on their plate at one time, obviously. Some were concerned about Spirit's stock outlook. We just did a story this week. You had a story Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, about uh, Spirit's stock outlook being downgraded a little bit by one analyst yeah jeffrey's investment uh, uh services they uh down downgraded spirit from a a buy to hold so they're they're looking at it basically how reliant spirit is on the 737 it's about 50 percent of their annual revenues so they're seeing uh what their analysts termed a limited upside on the stock the next couple of years because of the max and obviously they're going to be fewer deliveries than planned so um that you know 
know, that will impact, uh, that did impact, I should say, their, their share price a little bit earlier this week. They were down some, but again, they're so closely tied to, to the Max and to Boeing. If, if that gets worked out and, and they do, you know, maintain the people they need to, to build at that higher rate, they'll eventually come back out of it as well. Right. We've talked about Bombardier. They've got a new model that they're going to be working on, a modification of a model. Uh, we've got the issues at Boeing and Spirit that we've talked about. What's going on at Textron Aviation? Uh, things look pretty good for them. They, again, they say they're hiring. Yeah, they're they're still looking for people. They uh, uh, Their CEO, Ron Draper, said earlier this year they'd add about 1,000 people this year, and the bulk of those obviously will be in Wichita, and they just held some uh, pretty major uh, local hiring events, and they are still hiring. So it's a really good outlook for them. Um, the, the, you know, their existing products are, are doing well. Uh, that's driving a lot of demand. Um, and then they have several things in the pipeline, uh, uh, as far as, uh, uh, the Cessna Denali little turbo prop, and then the sky courier that they have in the pipeline. They're still trying to get their longitude, uh, into service. There's some lingering issues with the FAA on that. Hopefully we'll find out a little bit more on that here, uh, when the second quarter, uh, results are discussed. So you'd like to see, they're hoping to have that plane obviously in service by, uh, some point this year. Um, so a lot of new products, a lot of existing products driving demand and, and they're looking for people. So again, in a very tight labor market where we have, uh, very little population growth, um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out, where they find these people and what the, the kind of trickle down effect is on the defense side for Textron. They came up with a scorpion, they're still looking for a for a, a customer for that, right? Yeah, still no customers for for the Scorpion. I, it, they didn't. Uh, my understanding was they didn't take it to the Paris Air Show last month, so that was kind of interesting as well. So um, it, it remains to be seen. Most likely, uh, they kind of anticipated a foreign uh, buyer being the the launch customer. Right. So we'll see if that materializes or or uh, what really happens with that uh, with that little jet going forward. But yep. nothing yet. Lots going on in aviation and aerospace. You can see Daniel McCoy's stories at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Also, many times, many days on Yahoo Finance. A lot of his stories get picked up and get some national play, too. Daniel, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. You bet. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours. So we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 111. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and for those of you who are subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.